You're listening to the Two Writers Walk Into a Bar podcast. In every episode, our goal is to help inspire and celebrate authors' journey to publication by reading and critiquing query letters, then tackle a writing topic we hope you can find helpful. Welcome to our first episode of Two Writers Walk Into a Bar podcast. I'm Angela. I'm Ken. And we're the hosts. So we are, um, today we're going to talk about, uh, we have a topic that we want to, we want to tackle later, but we, um, we're going to read each other's query letters to help you guys, to help you get an idea of how we're going to, how we query and just kind of help each other. But before we get into that, how was your writing week, Ken? Did you do? Um, It was long. It was was a long long week. I'm so close to the end that I'm like, I want to hit the end so badly, um, but I'm just not getting there. The story will not allow it to get to the end. You know what I mean? Like, ah. I'm just like, it keeps growing and growing. Like I'm over a hundred thousand words now. And Ooh. oh yeah. my gosh. And maybe, maybe you need to do like a trilogy or a duology. Oh, it's definitely a trilogy, but this one just begs for me to keep writing. Like I, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to end it here. I'm going to end it here. And I'm like, no, these characters need this. And these characters need that. And it just, it's going to blow up. It's going to end up being 120 plus, I think <laughs> by the end. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a tough one. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, I can see where you want to like, you know, hurry up and be done so you can go on um, to the next story. Well, I'm still um, editing mine. <laughs> I didn't get a lot to, um, editing done this week. I was pretty busy at work and pretty exhausted by the time I got home I was just beat but um I have still have some editing to do and um I too I'm eager to jump on my next story I'm kind of like I really want to like plot out the beats and like get it going but I'm like just kind of holding off I'm like no I gotta edit this one and get it to Ken so he can critique it for me (laughs) absolutely I am so in your shoes I want to be done so bad yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I know it's exciting, but I will say they did start querying this um, nice. book already. I sent it out to um, a few agents and you know how it is. If you guys are querying, you know, it takes such a long time to get a response. Um, so I, I started, um, I think like a couple weeks ago or about a week ago, excuse me, about a week ago. So it could be another couple weeks before I get either a decline or, you know, hopefully a full request yeah yeah <laughs> yes yeah it takes forever they move glacial they, are they glacial do the industry i sure. know i you know what i often think about like how awesome it would have been if i would have done this like maybe 15 years ago probably would have been you know agented by now i feel like like the last 15 20 years the the agents are just swamped with so many people wanting to become writers you yeah, know 2020 a lot of people had a lot of time yes. to, yeah they wrote like crazy so i know yeah, i did with the backlash of that yeah me right too. Yeah. exactly yep. <laughs> so i'm actually going to be critiquing ken's query letter today on his book that he's writing so the way this is going to work is um we are going to redact the titles um just for like everyone's privacy right we're not going to put out the title of your book um and of course we will redact any like personal information um so what i'm going to do is i'm going to go ahead and read it first and then i'm going to say um how many words um are in his query letter and then i will explain why that's important 
So excuse me while I put on my glasses. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So it says here, dear agent, I'm seeking representation for my epic fantasy redacted. The manuscript is complete at 120,000 words. Um, I'm probably going to mess up these names, so I apologize in advance. No worries. Uh, For Rainia is a tale of two histories. The first, when the kings of old ruled the land in justice and the rights of its citizens were as commonplace as the speckled trout that swam the Kazos River. The second is a much darker tale. One of the people fleeing beasts from the depths of Phyrenia, seeking refuge a thousand feet above the ground in the cradle of the Sakura Dendrons, trees not only known for their beauty, but for their unfathomable size. Jin Hoon hides his own disability well. Speaking words and the uncontrollable movement of his arm and neck have plagued him since he was nine. He is an ex-soldier, ex-thief, and ex-ardent disciple of the Church of the Sun, who has awoken to the lies and depravity of the church and their pseudo-gods. The Solemistas, an ancient order of knights born from the shards of a dead star. The Solemistas carry out acts to cleanse the survivors' bloodlines through mass executions, killing anyone with physical or mental ailments from deformities down to a simple stutter that must be cleansed under the Solemistas' blades. A mysterious stranger leads Jin to an underground compound where he finds an ancient council of strange fungal humanoids. They grant him one of their children, a young sporely named Paolo, that alters his body to absorb the spores from the strange cavern, giving him superhuman strength, speed, and the ability to fly for short distances, among other abilities. With his newfound powers and a mission to find an ancient orb, He rescues the poor souls from the executioner's block and forms an underground crew set on ending the church's atrocities once and for all. Jin learns he is one of the three prophesied echo speakers and is tasked with finding the remaining two in a country of millions. He must find the Nava'ara, an ancient orb that can control the monstrosities that live on the land below and carry out his plan to rid Ferrania of the church and all its supporters while balancing the differing personalities he's brought onto his crew. Jin must lead the fight for freedom against unfathomable odds and try not to condemn the sanctuary among the trees to ash in the process. Comparable titles, The Magic System and Group Dynamics of the Mistborn Trilogy by Brandon Sanderson, The Friendship Between Locke and Jean in the Gentleman Bastards Trilogy by Scott Lynch. The Arc of Rin and Her Struggle with Anger and Becoming a Leader, The Poppy War by R.F. Huang. My flash fiction story, Tensions as was published in Flash, Mix, flash Fiction Magazine on February 6, 2023. My short story, One in 15 More, is scheduled for publication in the West of Dodge Anthology in 2023. My novelette, The Spider of Marsh Hall, was a finalist and earned an honorary mention from Allegory Magazine. I currently work as a security guard and host the Two Writers Walk Into a Bar podcast with my critique partner, Angela Reese. I live in Utah with my three children and a rambunctious Labrador named Indiana. Okay, so this comes in at 544 words, um, which is, I, I kind of feel it's a little long, but I think because it's an epic fantasy, it kind of works. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I know... Um, from reading, from taking um, classes is um, you want to break down your query into three different paragraphs. Um, so, you, you know, this was a little lengthy. It's fine. 
And we have yeah. a lot of um, world building and sort of history, yeah. right? As you're trying to explain your, your, the world, right? And how it works, Yeah. which I, which I freaking love. And by the way, if you guys, I've already started reading this um, and it's, it's such a fantastic book. It really is amazing. I love it. I can't wait. I know it's going to get published. Um, so I just want to say like, um, you did a good job by um, introducing your main character, which is Jin, Jin Talhoun. Am Jin, I saying that Talhoun. right? Yep, okay. Jin Talhoun. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, we love that. Um, uh, okay, so he has his own, he hides his own disability well. Um, and you kind of go into a little bit of his backstory. Yep. I think what I would change is maybe go into what does he want more than anything? What is it that Jin wants? Yeah. Um, and then why, and what's getting in the way of him getting what he wants? Which I could tell from reading this is probably the church. The Solemistas? Solemistas, yeah. Solemistas, yeah, you got it okay. the first time. Yeah. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so I, my recommendation would probably be um, the first paragraph where you talk about the world building and the tale of two histories. I would try to condense that down to as quickly, uh, like maybe one to two sentences. Just yeah. kind of like break, uh, make it simple. One of the best examples of that is if you read the back blurb of The Hunger Games, um, she does an incredible job. Um, Suzanne, um, oh my God, I can't remember her last name. Clark? Collins. 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 Suzanne Collins. Yeah. Yeah. You know, she, it's literally like one sentence about this dystopian world and you get it immediate. It's sharp. It's like, it's like right on. Yeah. Um, and I think you could do that with the first paragraph. It's just like real For quick. Sure. This is what the world, this is, you know, who's ruling this world, right? And then go into, like, what does Jin want? How he's a part of that world. And we get a clear picture that the church is definitely in the way of that. And then you want to introduce the main conflict. Um, so I'm not sure what the conflict um, is in this one other than fighting the church. Uh, the conflict is... Uh... Well, it's between the church and Jin, but it's okay. because they're they're killing disabled people, basically anybody with okay. any disabilities. That's the main conflict, and he's okay. He's trying yeah. to stop that, basically. Yeah, yeah. So it's literally up to Jin to do it, right? It's like it's on yeah. him. He's like the prophesied chosen one, kind of. Yeah, maybe kind of the chosen one a little bit. Yeah, there's yeah. three echo speakers, so yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Um, so I would go into more of like what that main conflict is and why he has to tackle that. Yeah. Um, because, you know, obviously as the main character and then, um, I like the end how, um, you say Jin must lead the fight for freedom against unfathomable odds and try not to condemn the sanctuary, um, among the trees to ash in the process. Um, so I would go, I would probably focus more like what's the high stake for him? Is that a world that's, that feels like it's a world, a stake for the world the, that you're, you created? Yeah. So I would say maybe try to do a stake that's for like a personal stake for Jin. What's yeah. going to happen to him if he doesn't do what he's supposed to do? Like what's yeah. going to happen? So we know right away what that stake is. Because the stakes are kind of like what we're all reading for, right? 
Yeah. Like we want to know, like, is this, you know, are they going to be able to do it or not? For sure. <laughs> type of thing. Yeah. Um, I love the comparable titles. Um, one of the cool things that you did, which I love, is that you sort of took pieces of your story, like you said, the magic system and, and the group dynamics of the Mistborn trilogy by Brandon Sanderson. That's perfect. I love yeah. that. Fantastic. Um, and I know that like a lot of um, agents, they kind of look for that too because they can make they could take those bits and pieces to be able to sort of blend it and then understand like where your story is going. Yeah, so I love sure. that. And then, of course, we love that you, um, all your publications already, that's perfect. If you guys do have, um, if you do have publication, definitely add that to your query letter, but not your, um, if you've self-published, unless I believe agents only look for if you've sold over like 20,000 copies or something like that. So um, if you're, if you're a self-published author or if you've self-published something in the past, um, I wouldn't even mention it if it didn't if it didn't sell well. But sure. Ken has yeah, but Ken has you have some publications that are in magazines, which is really cool. So I feel like that that definitely helps and sees like you already have interest. You have interest, people are kind of reading your work. So I think that's fantastic. For sure. My other um thing that I would say is and I know um you're shooting for 120,000 words. As a debut author, we kind of want to keep it like a hundred thousand or less. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if that's going to be. I possible. know that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, well, I will say that I I attended a class with an agent. She was like, "If it is over hundred thousand, then don't put the word count." Yeah. Um, because usually it's like if it's too high of a count, it's um a pass because it's too hard for them. It's too expensive to yeah. publish. Yeah. Right. To oh yeah. Print. Oh, so yeah, as a I'm debut aware. author. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I know you are. I just want to make sure our listeners know too. And like, I know, oh. I know Ken is going to edit it down. Um, I know you're going to do it, Ken. Uh, I know you're going to do it. You got we'll this. See. We'll see. You got this. We'll it's see. an incredible story. The world building is fantastic. Um, and not to mention, I mean, you can kind of see here what I love too in your query letter is I can see your writing style. I can yeah. see how the story is going to read by the way that you wrote um, the query letter. So all in all, I would say this is good. I would say maybe focus on the main conflict. Um, just kind of pare down the um, your the, the world building a little bit. You can. Yeah. I know you can. Uh, focus on the main conflict and then really show the stakes. Like what is at stake here for your character if he fails? Yeah. So that way there's like that sense of urgency, like, oh, I got to read this because I need to know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So what do you, so uh, what do you think so far? No, it's a good critique. Uh, it's definitely wasn't written this afternoon on my front porch with a cigar. <laughs> um, yes, it's rough. It's super rough. Uh, it definitely needs to be pared down. But no, your ideas were great, um, and definitely would be a good idea to pare it down. It's definitely too long. Um, it's good. I mean, you got some good stuff in here. I think you just have extra stuff. Yeah. That probably as the agent. Um, that you really want to hook your agent, right? Because yeah. the agent is reading like hundreds of queries, right? They're reading oh, so yeah. many and you, you have their attention for just a few seconds. Yeah. So also the other thing that I would say is I would move your comparable titles to the top. Okay. So you could say like, you know, the name of your story is, you know, the magic system and group dynamics of so that the agent, before they start reading the query, they're kind of getting an idea of 
what the story is about. Like you know, yeah. they're having like a little bit of a glimpse and then go into the query and then of course end it with your personal bio, like your publications and um, hosting sure. this podcast. But yeah, it's really good. Um, I for one can't wait to um, buy it. Yeah. Buy it. I can't wait for it to be out. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Crossing my fingers. Oh yeah. It's going to happen for sure. I feel it. Yeah, I feel I like, so. I mean, I, I have, um, I've read that a lot of agents say that they, when they sign a writer, it's usually around their fourth and fifth book. Yeah. Because you, right. Because you've learned so much, you've, you know, you've come so far and you understand storytelling. The more you write, the more you understand how to tell a story. So, yeah. And that's a, that's a fact. It's, it's exponentially grown. So definitely don't get discouraged after the first book. If you don't get, you know, don't get any leeway there. Listen, I, yeah, my first query, first of all, I queried um, a first draft, had no idea how to write a query. It did not talk about the stakes, did not talk about the conflict. I barely mentioned my character. It was all world building. And I mean, I'm still embarrassed when I think about it. I'm like, that was my first draft. It didn't have a plot. I had yeah. no plot. <laughs> yeah. And I was so excited. I wanted to just get it out there. It was so thrilled and now i look at it i'm like oh my god that's so embarrassing (laughs) yeah you'll be fine it's not that big of a deal oh yeah that was my (laughs) first book that was the very first one i have learned since then i've taken some classes and i've worked with editors and now i'm like oh my god that's embarrassing but you know what i'm sure um i actually had a really uh nice agent she was super gracious and she was the one that told me that she encourages um, debut authors to get critique partners and beta readers, which I didn't even know about. And I remember like looking it up because I was like, what's that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's how green I was. But yeah. So, you know. I was, I was in the same boat at the same time. <laughs> like my th- my first query was awful and embarrassing. Uh, <laughs> so it is what it is. Like you have to learn somewhere. You have to start somewhere. Exactly. You know I mean? Right. So I mean, failure. Deal. Exactly. And failure is never trying. Dear agent, I'm seeking representation for Redacted, a 65K word YA paranormal mystery standalone novel with elements of the deadly competition from Maggie Fuston's Cruel Illusion. Illusions meets Remember Me by Christopher Pike. Blank is when a dead teen cheats her way into the underworld games for a chance to return to the land of the living for 24 hours. So there I'm seeing how you're putting the comparable titles in the beginning there. So yeah, <laughs> it looks a lot better um, that way. I might have to take that for myself. All right, on to the next. All right, the last thing 17-year-old Lorna Michaels remembers is the prank she and her boyfriend played on a girl at a Halloween party. Now she's dead and living in the underworld with her aunt she barely knows, unable to accept her death with no memory of how she died. Thankfully for Lorna, the Underworld hosts games every year where a winner gets to return to the land of the living for 24 hours. And Lorna wants to go back to find out how she died and see her boyfriend one more time. Lorna cheats her way into the games where she must compete against five other players in five games. But she finds herself in the hands of fate, as fate decides who the ultimate winner will be. Each contestant has a chance of convincing fate they're the only ones who should be chosen to return. If they can't, their soul will be eliminated into oblivion. 
Playing the games, Lorna learns about the contestants and their reasons, some more compelling than others. If Lorna can't convince fate her reason is worthy enough to return to the land of the living, she will be obliviated and never know what happened to her that Halloween night. I live in California and host the two writers walk into a bar podcast. That's us with my critique <laughs> partner. This is my first novel. Thank you for your time consideration. And then respectfully, A.B. Ruiz. And I just right. realized that I didn't give you the updated query letter. I took out obliviated because that's not a word. I changed oh, okay. it to exterminated. I think I was like into Harry Potter. <laughs> well, it should be. I like well, obliviated. I, yeah, well, okay. I, I, I think I changed it to exterminated, but yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. So definitely you've been learning and reading how to write queries because your query is pretty spot on with uh, spelling out the stakes and telling you exactly what your character wants, exactly what she needs to do and what stands in her way. Um, yeah. So from that point, and it's short to the sweet and sweet to the point. Um, let's see. It's a lot shorter than mine, which is long and drawn out. It's nice. Well, no, your your book is a lot longer than mine, but yeah, it is. It is, but I definitely see where. Um, I like the tight, the tight, nicely packed, you know, compact or whatever sentences, paragraphs. Um, it just reads a lot better that way. Uh, it's to the point. Let's see. Yeah, so reading over this, I'm not really seeing anything that you could actually change very much except for obliviate, possibly, <laughs> yes. or whatever the word was. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've gotten uh, I, so much better. Like, yes. Immensely. <laughs> uh, I've taken some classes, too, and I've been, I did a lot of research. But, yes, basically what you want to do is your first paragraph needs to be about your main character. And this is the first paragraph, I mean, after you are you know you um you know approach the agent like this is what i'm um querying whatever i'm seeking representation um you want to put a hook in there if you can i do have a hook i think believe my hook is um 17 year old teen um can't remember how she died um and i can't remember how i worded it i should have printed mine out but um basically um, like i yeah it's the last thing 17 year old lorna michael remembers is the prank she and her boyfriend played on the girl at a halloween party now she's dead and living in the underworld with her aunt she barely knows. So I believe it's in the first paragraph where we talk about the comps. It's that last sentence. Okay. Um, it's when a dead teen cheats her way into the underworld games for a chance to return to the land of the living for 24 right. hours. So I'm hoping that's my hook so that when yeah. the agent reads that, she knows exactly what's it about <laughs> before going into the query where I talk about um, what she wants, why, and yes. um, what she, the main conflict and the stakes, you know, the conflict is she has to go up against other people um, and she has to convince fate. So one thing that I, I do want to mention, and I, I want to share this with you guys, this is something that I do and you don't have to do this. It's just, if, but if whoever's listening and you're like, hey, that actually, I kind of like that idea. Great. What I usually do is, so I start my story Um and when I get, uh, after I do like the second chapter, I go into my query and I start writing the query. And the reason why I do that is because I can see immediately 
what I need to add through as the story goes. So like when I first started writing this, I did not have the, um, the element of the fate. And so when I was writing my query letter, I was like, what is the stake here for my character? Right. And so I knew by when I, I couldn't answer that in my query, I knew it was missing in my book. So I had to add that extra element. And then I was able to get that third paragraph of the stakes because the stake is if she doesn't win, she's going to be exterminated and there is no afterlife for her. So um, if that's something that sounds like appealing for you, I know it has helped me. And I did that in the last two books I wrote because it helped me to see what was missing in my manuscript. So, and then I was able to adjust my story accordingly, obviously. Um, so that's one of the things I do is I start my query letter pretty much right away. Um, and that just helps move me where I need to go. That's interesting. Yeah. And, and you know what's know not for every, it's not for everybody because some people just like you have like plotters and you have pantsers, you know, and everybody just does their thing differently. For me, that's what works. Um, and if you're, I don't know if that sounds appealing to you and you're like, Hey, that, that sounds fine. I know there's a lot of uh, writers that do that. I know there's a lot of writers that don't. So it's not, you know, it's just an idea. It's just an uh, alternative way of doing things. <laughs> Cause yeah. I know you're di yours is different. You do things differently and that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I, yeah. I wait till the very end and then I just slap it together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good it though. Cause out. you, yeah. Cause you got all, I mean, you have all the elements there. You just kind of have to just, um, you know, make it a little tighter, but yeah. Edit it down. Yeah. Yeah. No, so I really like your query though. Like it's really tight, like perfect. Like that's exactly how it should be. I hope it gets me something, Ken. Listen. You've learned a lot. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I kind of broke it down. Um, I know there should be like three paragraphs. Like I said, first paragraph is introduce your main character. What do they want? What's getting in the way? Also, that um, um, that emotional wound. Like my character, she can't remember how she died. So yeah. That's one of the things that's like pushing her into wanting to go into the games, obviously. She has a chance to yeah. figure out how she died. Plus, you know, as a teenager... She's going to want to go back and see her boyfriend. I feel like For sure. I feel like that would work. <laughs> and then your second paragraph should be the conflict. Introduce the conflict and show um, how it affects your, your main character and why they got to get involved. And then, of course, the third paragraph is the stakes. What is at risk? What is the thing that's going to happen to them if they don't do this thing, you know? And then, of course, yeah. and in your bio. So, yeah. That's the breakdown, guys. I hope that you... Um, you know, that was helpful. Um, and Ken, obviously, you know, he, um, he's written other query letters before, but like he um, said, he didn't just write this. <laughs> yes. Just kidding. Yes. Uh, yeah. No. I slapped it together. Um, but yeah, like yours is, yours is perfect. That's so cool. Like, it's so nice to see you get that formula down. Perfect. So yeah. yeah it, well, really impressed. Yeah, it's it's uh, it took me some doing, but I got it, and it's and it is possible. Um, obviously, you know, um, we won't know until I start getting some um, interest. Right now, like I said, I've only been querying it for yeah. about a week, but um, yeah, so that's that's kind of my breakdown, um, how I do it, and um, hopefully, you guys can see like you know we're not um when you send us your query letters you know we're not going to tear you down we're not going to like beat you up over it we just kind of want to be helpful and just um we know what it feels like to um to have our query letters read we know what it feels like to to try to write one 
Yeah. It's really hard. You know, it's a difficult thing to do. It's a completely different skill set than to actually yes. writing, which is crazy. Yes. I remember my first career letter, I had no clue. I, was, I, I don't even know where to start. Like, how do I do this? Yeah. You know, obviously, you know, was, yeah. Um, and I do think that um, I know for me, sometimes it's hard to, um, because we, we spend so much time in world building. I mean, I have world building in this, in this book as well, obviously, because, you know, there's not really like an underworld games. <laughs> At least I don't think so, that but we I won't know, know. that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, um, yeah, so you guys, if you're interested, send us your queries and we'll take a look at them. We will redact um, your title and any personal information. Also, you can find us on social media. And if you guys are, are comfortable with that, you can share your social media with us and we will also share that on air. It's like you can find me on Instagram under AB underscore read books that's r-e-e-d books and can i know you're on instagram as well right yeah i'm on there as uh author ken snyder i changed my tag recently okay oh perfect yeah so follow reddit, us. i have a subreddit on i have a subreddit called author ken snyder also oh nice yeah I started all right pretty cool recently. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So follow, you can follow our personal pages. Of course, you can follow our podcast pages. We do have an Instagram set up under the name of our podcast, as well as a Twitter and a YouTube. And um, our YouTube episodes will, um, they will air a day after the podcast. So this is going to air Wednesday and then the YouTube will be on Thursday. All right. So we want to talk about um, my, my um, weakness. I guess. I don't know, what would you call it? <laughs> um, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So um, I I always send Ken my first draft um, just because Ken has such a keen eye for detail. Um, and, you know, your first draft, like, I don't know about you, Ken, but I just like throw up and just throw it in there. Like just start yeah. typing. It reads like shit, whatever. I'm just trying to get through the, the scene. And one thing that Ken um, is always like, I love it when he critiques my chapters because he helps me to see those details that I miss. What we like to call sharp specifics. So for example, I had a scene where it was like an action scene and I was trying to rush through it. And he was like, you know, go into description, right? Go into detail, tell us more about where they're at, right? Yeah. Um, the scene with the, with the, when they're setting out the trap. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So basically a lot of people, a lot of newer writers too, I've seen a lot of, I've critiqued like over a million words on critiquematch.com. Um, and I've seen a, a lot of different writers. <laughs> yes. A plug I've gone through, I don't even know how many partners that I've just been testing out when I first started. And the biggest thing I noticed is most of them do not go deep enough. They don't live in the moment long enough. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like everything's just a little shallow. It's like right on the surface. You know, you'll be like your character walks here. He does this. His heart beats fast. He feels this. But you really <laughs> need to layer it in like all five senses. Mm -hmm. You got to nail. Emotions. The sense, emotion, all the senses. Yeah. Everything around them. You, you it's almost like when I'm writing, I act like I am physically there. I envision myself standing where my character is standing. Yeah. And I'm going to describe everything I see, feel, hear, 
you know, right like sound, for yeah. example i had written i think where she picks up like a, a pitchfork or something and can was like well how does it feel in her hand you know it's yes. heavy is it you know and i was just like yeah okay that that's good you know it's like was it heavy for her was it clumsy was it you know whatever right so like i just me writing she picked up this pitchfork and he was like you know let's feel it in her hands what does yes. it feel like so she get splinters is the head loose is you know what i mean like is it rusty i want to know these things this is what readers love to know is the right details. Yeah. the sharp specifics and so yeah. every time when ken points that out to me i'm like oh duh yeah you know <laughs> yeah yeah um, so I, and again, like you said, the sharp specifics is why we're reading. And um, I know, and I will say this, usually my first draft, I try to catch it when I go into the edits. But again, we've talked about this on our trailer uh, where we get so into our story that it's hard to see those flaws, right? It's hard for us to sort of pull out and be able to look at it in a wide lens, so to speak which yes. is why it's so important to have a critique partner. And if you're lucky like me, you have a, a critique partner like Ken, who really focuses on those details. It's like, you know, uh, a balance for me because, you know, I'm always like quick, 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 get through it. And then Ken's like, wait, slow it down. Show me more. I want to know more type of yes. thing. So, which is what, why we read and he's right. Yeah. That's the key to everything. Like just, expand everything you know what i mean like uh, it's hard to explain really with the words um but plus too because here's the thing it's like it's so e it's a lot easier to take away than to add which is where i'm struggling at right now right like yeah. uh, when i first finished this draft i think well, uh, it was like fifty-eight thousand words which is kind of on the low end for a young adult, but like, you know, it'd be better if I could get it up higher, obviously, right? Yeah. So um, it's, I've been struggling with adding on, with adding on, right? But it's a lot easier to subtract than to, to add on. And so um, I, something that I'm learning and something I'm trying to hopefully be able to do that in my next first draft is to kind of focus on some of those details as I write, because I feel like it would really cut down the editing process too later on if I just oh, it would make your more... life so much better. Yeah, because right now I'm struggling. Like, uh, okay, so yeah, it's a it's a wooden handle. <laughs> yes, that's the thing. If if you do a fa a very fast first draft, you're gonna have a laborious edit. Yes, and that so is me right now. <laughs> it's a balance. You know what I mean? Like. That's why it's taken me so long is because I'm trying to learn from my own mistakes in the past where I had, I hated long edits. You know, it took me two months to edit Felina yes. Reyes, which was my uh, previous work. Mm -hmm. And it shouldn't take you that long if you write it properly, which I did. Right. The first you know, draft. Yeah. The first draft should at least, you know, even if you go overboard, you can always subtract. Like you were saying, you mm -hmm. can always take away. It's always like easier to the ants crawling on the floor like you could you could even <laughs> go <real> super crazy <laughs> if you wanted to go super in depth and you can cut that easy it's as easy as highlight delete cool right 
but adding or, adding is hard as hell. Um, it's especially um, you know, I we both work full time, and yeah. so it's hard for me to after working all day to sit in front of my computer and just solely like pour everything that I am into these pages so that I can elaborate on these scenes. It's yes. like I and I'm sitting here just like, why didn't I do this the first time around? <laughs> oh, absolutely. I regretted it too with Belina. I know exactly how <laughs> painful it is for you right now. It is. It's so yeah. horrible. Because you're basically doing like double the work now because you have to go through and literally flesh out, you know, every scene, every scene. Yes. Because I was just so fast. He jumped. Yes. <laughs> yes. He like jumped where? He, he, From he what? Jumped. What was the detail that he got there? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> There's kidding. so many things. Like I want to write. I want to write some examples. Maybe next pod. And, okay. Uh, really go through them and really show how you can flesh out and go super crazy. Oh, I love that. Yes. Um, yeah. I think so that would be that, really cool, I think. Yeah, that would be like a part two on our sharp specific. That way you guys get yeah. some uh, examples of what we're talking about instead of just exactly. like, you know, rambling yeah. on. Sorry. But, but the, no, you're good. But the basic is there's layers to an onion. Writing is, you know, an onion. And a lot of beginning writers just write the surface, the first two layers, you know what I mean? And it never goes far enough. You need to live in the moments. People want to be in that moment. You know, a lot of people try to jump plot point to plot point. Like, oh, he was on the train and then he jumped out into a forest and then he ran down a river. You know, we want to know the train. We're missing all of that in between. Right. We need the clack of the train wheels, the smell of the smoke if it's a steam engine or whatever the hell. You know what I mean? You want every sensory five detail. Cents. In there. Yes. Yeah. Love, yes. That's you why my right. book's exploding to 120,000 plus. <laughs> is because I'm actually living in those moments now. I love and that. I love that. Makes it, yeah. Yeah. No, it, you, you're absolutely right. And um, writing, you know, it's, before I started really writing like full time and really dedicating to writing, I never realized how much is involved in writing a story like it's not just a character doing stuff like you have to have interiority not only and and a plot obviously you know to have a plot you know there has to be stakes there has to be a subplot the subplot that if you don't have a subplot in your book i mean i don't know (laughs) you got to have subplots because the subplots are just kind of those things sort of like are derailing your character in a way, but also getting to know your character. One thing you mentioned was a lot of readers, and I and I'm I do this when I read a book, I put myself in as the main character. So and I think I for, as a writer I forgot that. So shame on me because I I need to remind myself that as a reader sometimes well I know I don't know about you Ken but I always picture myself as the main character like I see myself doing those things you know that's what I love yeah. about reading because it's so cool like I would never do able to do this in real life but it's cool yeah. to be able to like you know that fantasy of being able to do it in a book right sure. um, so I think um, I'm gonna remember that this week as I'm editing and sort of just like picture myself. Um, as the character and think how would I envision this or what am I seeing as a character and hopefully hopefully yeah. to get a better chapter to you <laughs> yeah it's almost like acting you know what I mean while right. you're writing you're almost like an actor like I, I'm glad nobody sees me write because 
<laughs> when I'm writing an angry scene, I scowl, you know what I mean? Like, You're like... you know, I have to, I'm like, you know, and when I, you know, and I smile when it's a happy scene or. I don't know. I feel like people would want to see that. I feel like if you had no. a video recording you, like, you're like, you know, they're going to be like, oh, he's, he's writing an angry scene or whatever. Yeah. I, I do too. I catch myself doing it. I'll get ready to write like an angry line. And I find myself grimacing. But yeah. Yeah. You, so like funny. I live in it. Yeah. I don't know. It's almost like yeah. acting, you know, it really is almost like that, but through your fingers, like. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Well, it's, it's I mean, thing. no, it makes sense because you're sort of putting that emotion yeah. into the story, right? You kind of have to feel it yeah. like an actor, like you're saying, that has to feel yeah. that emotion as they're doing the scene. It's kind of the same thing, but you're just writing it. You're typing it down, right? Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. I, I will say with this book, I was so eager to just get it over with. I wanted to hurry up because I have this like thing in my head where like I want to be published this year. Yeah. So like I want to be published this year, which means I have to finish this book, edit it and query before the end of the year. So hopefully to give my if, if I get an agent or when I get an agent um, yes. that they that have time to um, to, um, sub, you know, go out on submission and get that get that contract before the end of the year. So and that's just just my own. It's my own like, you know, deadline for myself. And I'm, so, I'm right with you. yeah, <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. So, I mean, I started writing in um, full, like fully started writing in 2017 um, when I got an idea for a book. I mean, I've always been, I've always written. Uh, one day I found an old flash drive where I had like five different stories that I started and never finished. Uh, and then uh, by the 2017 was when I really, really was like dedicated, like, this is what I want to do. This, yeah. I love writing. I love this. So, um, all right, guys. So we hope that you guys, um, I, we hope this is helpful, right? Because we just want, our whole goal here is to learn together um, and to be able to share what, what we have learned. Uh, we know we're not published authors yet. Ken is published, um, but we're not published authors yet. And that's our end goal here. But yeah. we have learned a lot over the way, and and we just want to share that with you guys. And hopefully, we can all grow together and celebrate each other's victories when we do get those agents, when we do get published. Um, and um, we, we just want to be encouraging. And you know, for me personally, I don't mind talking about um, my flaws as a writer. Um, I'm not a perfect writer. I do have flaws. I'm still learning and I'm so thankful for Ken because he's able to like see shit that I can't see. <laughs> yeah. Same for me. I'm not perfect at all. And you help me make my work a thousand times better. Um, I feel like you were always there though. Like I, I feel like I didn't do much to help you. <laughs> no, you definitely did for sure. A little bit. Like, well, remember the George R. R. Martin description? <laughs> yeah. And, you you know, know, I always think about that. And I'm like, I cringe every time. I'm like, man, you know, honestly, I'm glad that you stuck with, you stuck with me because. <laughs> yeah, I got thick skin. I'm, I strong I'm here armed to get you better. And, yeah. Yes, same too. And that was why, I, yeah. I, I mean, critiquematch.com, you guys, if you, I mean, we talk about critiquematch.com. And um, it's it's a free website, super free. And you just, you go, honestly, Ken's like my only critique partner. I have like a couple other ones, but they like disappeared on me. I don't know. Um, you know, and that, you know, I think um, as writers, you kind of, 
you're going to meet, make writer friends that just maybe they, things happen in life and they, they quit or they leave, whatever. Um, And that's fine. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. But, um, but uh, on critiquematch.com, I think Ken is like my only critique partner right now. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I know. I I, But a lot of them have gone the wayside, like you said, where they've just fell off the map. It just just disappeared. I haven't heard. I mean, I sent this story out to one of my other critique partners and she hasn't responded and when i went on her profile i could tell she hasn't queried anything in a long time like oh you know yeah well this this is very difficult to do to do to become a published writer is very difficult a lot of people give up after the first couple books rejections you know they it's a lot of work to put in and the um, competition is stiff i mean the competition is insane but i you know i will say that um from trying to um so this is like my fourth book i think i've queried or i'm querying yeah a lot of it has to do with just getting your story in front of that right person that person that's just like oh i really like the story and so the way that i kind of equate it is kind of like um when you're querying an agent it's like when you walk into barnes and noble or a bookstore okay and you see all these books before you right you know you're going to want to buy one maybe two right so you're going to go to all these books and you're going to read the back blurb right maybe you'll read the first paragraph i don't like it put it back go to the next one read the back blurb Mm, I'm not sure, you know, read the first page. No, I don't like it. Put it back. I feel like agents, this is kind of like how it is for agents. They're getting all of these queries and they're reading them and they're saying like us as readers, like I like this or I don't, but also then they have the other, the other side of it is they have to be able to know how to sell it because publishing is in the business to make money. So I feel like a lot of a lot of um, querying has to do with just luck. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, I think it just has to be like you just got it in front of the right agent that just really likes your story and is like, you know, I know an editor that I can sell this to. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely an aspect of it to that. For yeah, sure. yeah. So, uh, all but... the famous authors, most of them, you know, if you go through and look, like Stephen King had a hundred rejections. Brandon Sanderson wrote, I think, six books. His sixth book is the one that sold. Oh, really? Um, J.K. Rowling. Yeah, J.K. Rowling got uh, rejected 12 times or some stuff on Harry Potter. Yeah. So, like, if Harry Potter gets rejected, you know, by a bunch <laughs> of people, then, you know, there's definitely an element of luck there for sure. Yes. Oh, for sure. So, anyway, we um, – so, we hope that you guys feel comfortable sending us your queries. Um, like I said, we're not here to – tear you down or belittle you or anything like that we just want to help we want to help and just grow together and um and uh just have fun you know writing is hard and uh, but we can still have fun um in the process just hanging out talking talking writing one thing ken and i can do is talk writing for hours (laughs) hours and hours and hours i could just yap 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 but i told him go ahead sorry no, I was just going to say that I told you I envisioned this podcast as like, you know, uh, Ernest Hemingway and like uh, um, oh, Scott F. Scott Fitzgerald. Yeah, F. Scott Fitzgerald. F. Yeah. Scott Fitzgerald sitting in a bar yes. just talking away. What would they be talking about writing? <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Yeah. But uh, also don't forget first chapters too. If you want to do first chapters, yes. mm-hmm. send those in because I'm much better at 
critiquing actual like chapters, I'm not as good as at the query, which she's way better at the query than I am helping people. So, but I could definitely hook you up, send in those first chapters. Yeah. I think we're, I think we were asking for the first three pages. That would be perfect. First, first three pages, send us your query. And first, we're not going to read the first three pages on the podcast. Um, no. We're, uh, we're just going to read the query, but we, what we will do is talk about what we liked in those first pages, what's working, what grabbed our attention that, you know, would hopefully grab the attention of an agent. Um, so, yeah. or if, yeah, if it did, or like yeah. what you could, you know, whatever. Right. But uh, again, you know, we, we just want to be helpful with you guys and we want to celebrate these, um, these milestones as we reach them together. Sure. So yeah, so that's it. So our next episode is going to drop um, in, in two weeks. Episode two will drop in two weeks and you can send your query letter and your first three pages to our email, uh, which is I think two writers in a bar at gmail.com. So again, that's two writers in a bar at gmail.com and just put, you know, query to read on air. Um, and then we will, um, and, uh, we'll read them and share, um, our critique. So, um, anyway, we hope you guys have a good week. That's the end of this podcast. You want to sign us off, Ken? Uh, see ya. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye. Take care. And that's it for today's episode, friends. We hope you learned something new today. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube under Two Writers Walk Into a Bar podcast. Our YouTube episodes will upload on Thursdays, the day after the show airs, if you want to watch. And if you want your query letter in the first three pages critiqued and read on air by us, send them to our email at twowritersinabar at gmail.com. Put query on air in the subject line. We will read them on a first come, first serve basis. For more information, head to our website, twowritersinabar.com. Remember, we are here to help, inspire, and celebrate. Two Writers Walk Into a Bar podcast is produced by the Brava Media Group.